Welcome back to another episode of A Playmaker's View. I'm your host, Jamie Burdish, and on today's episode, I'm joined by my good friend once again, Alex Herman. Alex was on a uh, previous podcast, but he's going to join us again today, and we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the hot topic of coronavirus and how it's affected sports. So, Alex, thanks for joining me today, and I look forward to this podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jamie. So, like I said, we're going to kind of talk about the coronavirus first. I want you got, uh, to reintroduce yourself a little bit, tell the, the viewers today you know, who you are and what you do and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, Jamie, it's uh, great to be here, man. Um, I am a sophomore at UNC, <clears throat> Chapel Hill, a uh, big Tar Heel fan. Um, right now, actually, though, uh, as I'm sure, you know, really everybody right now, uh, not at school. They sent us home and I'll be taking classes online. I live in Greensboro, North Carolina, so not too far away from uh, from where I go to school. But yeah, Jamie, you and I have been friends for a while. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Uncle Mitch. And uh, yeah, I think that's a good intro. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. So uh, first topic I want to kind of talk about, obviously this whole thing is kind of kind of be about the coronavirus and how it's related to sports. But I know, you know, you go to UNC. Um, so I want to kind of talk about the impact on March Madness. And uh, you were supposed to go to the ACC tournament and all that kind of stuff. So what are your thoughts on that kind of uh, deal, how it's it's just over with now? And uh, you had tickets, and it's kind of heartbreaking. Yeah, Jamie. So, uh, you know, my dad and I uh, had tickets to go to the ACC tournament here in Greensboro. And, you know, obviously, it's not the most important thing in the world that I wasn't able to go to the tournament. You know, there's a lot of uh, people that are – have their health affected and, you know, have friends and family members affected, but just looking at the the impact it's having everywhere. Yeah. You know, sports is part of that. And uh, yeah, I feel bad for all the teams and all the players that were supposed to uh, play in the tournaments and, and maybe make March madness. Even a lot of the small schools that, um, you know, the, the schools that would, they win their conference tournament, they get an out large bid. They don't really get to go to the tournament that often. You know, I feel bad for those guys. And even first school like Dayton, you know, they're having a great year and probably aren't going to have a year like this, you know, for the foreseeable future. And uh, it's a shame. But I guess from a, uh, a North Carolina Tar Heel standpoint, it's not the worst thing in the world because we were not having a great year. So it doesn't really affect us much, but uh, definitely a shame just in general. Yeah, it's crazy. You talk about the teams that it was affected in. I think about personally when I was scrolling through all my social media, it's like the specific players, you know, you got guys who come back from injury in their senior year. And obviously they're, they might have a, another year of eligibility, but still, you know, you work hard all this time and then a stupid virus kind of messes it all up. So, um, I mean, that was the biggest thing for me. It's, it's kind of heartbreaking, but uh, I mean, it is what it is. And uh, it's just kind of crazy. The impact that it's had. Uh, we, we live our lives watching sports every day. I want you to add on this and I want to hear your thoughts about this, but um, I mean, we watch sports daily and now without it, the question is, what do we do? So I want to ask you, what have you been doing and what do you plan to do without all these kinds of sports? Yeah, it's kind of funny. Actually, I was talking to my dad the other day and we were saying like, it's just like one of the worst parts of this whole thing is that there's no sports to watch. And he was saying, you know, it's like you're home all day with nothing to do and you can't watch sports. And I said, if I was home all day and I could watch sports, like that'd be awesome. But, um, yeah, you just take that one part away from it and, and suddenly it sucks just being home, you know, not doing anything. But, uh, 
I actually, uh, my dad and I started watching the Ken Burns baseball documentary. It's mm-hmm. like 18 hours long. So we're, yeah. you know, slowly but surely trying to get through it. But uh, just, I don't know. You gotta actually- I mean, there's obviously things that we can do and watch, but it's just, to me, it was eye-opening to see how big of an impact this all had because we don't have sports. And uh, earlier today, I did see a report that the CDC is um, saying that if it's more than 50 people, you can't have, or you have to postpone the event for the next eight weeks, which is, I mean, 95% of things that go on in sports. So, I mean, I guess for two months, we're not going to have anything to watch as sports, which kind of sucks. But like I said, it is what it is. It's crazy, man. Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's no way around it. It's obviously, you know, in the idea of public safety and keeping everybody well, which, you know, obviously that takes precedent. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's going to be a long, you know, two months. So what do you think, personally, when do you think it's all going to kind of come to an end, in your opinion? Uh, if, if you if you could give a guess. Yeah, I mean, I, guess. I, I, I have no clue. I don't really think anybody knows right now. But, you know, some people say that, the summer months, you know, the warmer temperature might kind of cause it to die out a little bit. Maybe it will come back in the fall, but yeah, no one really knows. But, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. And I, and I, the main thing is that that would affect baseball season really more than anything mm-hmm. else and, and the uh, NBA playoffs, but you know, college baseball's already been canceled and, um, March Madness is done, and and so really just the NBA and the MLB are waiting to kind of see how this thing plays out. And, you know, in a couple weeks, where is it at? That's going to determine maybe if there is any NBA playoffs in general, and maybe the MLB will have to shorten their season, start it maybe in June or July. I'm not really sure, but time will tell. It's pretty crazy, and the other thing is, I fear that because of this time off, you know, you don't know if there's going to be things like injuries and all these kinds of things with all this time off because, I mean, you you know that you have time off to prepare for what's to come, but you don't know what's coming. So, you know, you don't really know how to prepare your body and all that kind of stuff, exactly. if that makes sense. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to touch on was, as you talked about, in the summer months, uh, the virus kind of dies down. It's supposed to die down, but we don't know, obviously. Um, but the Summer Olympics in Tokyo is supposed to take place. What are your thoughts on that whole situation with them kind of getting screwed over with this thing? And, I mean, they're spending millions of dollars and all for what? So uh, I just kind of want to hear your thoughts on that. There's a lot of different parts to that. Um, you know, first of all, I don't think that they've said anything yet about their plans to or to not hold the Olympics. But there's obviously a ton of things to consider if they can quarantine all the athletes and play the Olympics without any fans. Um, you know, I would assume that the TV revenue that NBC gets and that the Olympics get in general and everything surrounding that, I mean, that alone would probably make a ton of money and, and would probably probably be worth holding the Olympics anyways, without the actual ticket sales and the revenue that, that Tokyo would get. But I mean, if you're Tokyo, I mean, like, what a huge blow, you know, you're, you, a lot of it, just in general, a lot of these cities that host Olympics, they spend a ton of money, uh, building up the infrastructure to hold such a large event. And, 
afterwards a lot of these you know i think uh brazil had trouble with this and and sochi and um you know figuring out how they're going to utilize these large facilities after the olympics and try to you know make some use out of them and yeah it's usually something that a country is willing to do they're willing to take that challenge up because they get you know a month of incredible traffic and people from all over the world spending money it's obviously a huge boost to the economy but without that i mean it's really Tokyo is getting screwed over and it's going to be a huge hit to really their whole economy. Yeah. It's kind of crazy how they're, they're spending all this money, but if they don't have the Olympics, where is that money going to go? And uh, I don't know. It's just crazy. Like, like you said, we talked about this the other day, but they build stadiums like for the event specifically. And uh, even highways, I mean, they build, they build like eight, 10 lane highways just to try to be able to, to control the amount of traffic that goes through. I mean, it's the whole world coming. And there's, there might not even be a use for that after, which is, I mean, they, I guess, destroy it. But like you said, they're losing a ton of money from that, which I mean, for Tokyo, it's, it's not a good, good thing for them. I mean, and I, I don't know what they plan to do, but. You know, maybe the Olympic Commission or whatever, you know, whoever the governing body is, they usually have on the off years of the Olympics. So, you know, for the summer Olympics, summer sports, the other three years, they have still like a world championship. It's just not the, you know, formal Olympics. So, you know, maybe they push these Olympics back a year or maybe they, I don't I have no clue, but. Obviously, it's not even, you know, Tokyo is like, what a great place to have such an mm-hmm. event. And it's a shame that, you know, there's potential that they won't be able to have it at all. And the other thing that's a shame, um, I know these athletes work, we talked about this again the other day, but they work not just the four years that build up to it, but I mean, their whole life, it takes a lot to be an Olympic athlete. And uh, if all that work is just, for, I mean, obviously it's not for nothing, but um, it's literally almost here. It's a few months away, and this virus comes up, and now you can't compete to that level. Uh, you know, what are you going to do next? So that's the biggest thing that struck me and the athlete's point of view. It just kind of sucks that uh, this might kill their dream of being an Olympian, I guess, in some sort of way. I don't know what you think about that, but to me that was the biggest thing. Is like, I mean, they work so hard day in and day out, and – now, what are they going to do? So Yeah, I mean, you know, you and I go to school every day, and, and you, you know, you as a college baseball player, you practice baseball every day. But, you know, I, and I don't know the amount of preparation that goes into being an Olympic athlete, but I can say that I've never – I don't think I've worked for something probably as intensely and as, com- you know, it, with such a level of commitment as these athletes do. And so I can't even imagine how – it would feel to be so close to getting to that point and, and not even, you know, so close, but you weren't good enough or, you know, there was somebody that was better than you, you know, being the one of the yeah. best in the world and not being able to compete. It's really a shame, but I, you know, it's, it's hard to really dwell on it when it's in the image or, you know, and for it, it's all because of this idea of keeping everybody safe and, and trying to prevent deaths and everything. So it's obviously for a good cause, but it still sucks. Yeah, I think in the general whole thing of it all, it's they had to do it. You know, you you can't 
cause this risk because this is something that could have spread. I mean, it is spreading everywhere. It's a pandemic. They're considering it now. But, I mean, you can't blame all these people for canceling sports. I know I was supposed to go to Florida, and at the time I was like, okay, I don't – this is upsetting to me. But on the other side of things, you know, I understand it. I, you got to keep people healthy. This could make things a lot worse if we bring it back and all this kind of stuff. So it really does suck. But sometimes, I mean, life throws you a curveball and you got to do what you got to do. So, Yeah, and who knows? I, maybe, you know, Tokyo has been able actually to, to keep it under control pretty well in their country, um, I guess, comparatively to other, other countries. But, yeah, who knows? Maybe next couple months go by and they have a good handle on it and they say, you know, let's give it a go. And, um, but yeah, I, I really don't know. Yeah. Hopefully there's a cure sometime soon that can just, I mean, wipe it all out. Hopefully. Um, yeah, that'd be awesome. But the last thing I wanted to kind of do, uh, we talked about when, because of this virus, there's no sports, uh, being around. So I wanted to ask you kind of your suggestions or top like three, movies podcasts or anything like that that you would recommend to people uh who are big sports fans but now are sitting on the couch wondering what to do with themselves so can you give me three three different things if it can be a podcast it can be a movie a video game whatever (laughs) okay that's a that's a good question um i don't play too many video games so i don't think i can uh if there's any video game fans out there i don't know if i can help you guys (laughs) but uh so yeah, my I mean, like I said, uh, I really enjoy watching like sports documentaries. So you know, the thirty for thirties, those are always awesome. There's a uh, Ken Burns baseball. Um, yeah, my dad and I started watching that. That's like you know really really in depth, and it's eighteen hours, so <laughs> it's definitely gonna take some time up. So yeah, I would say documentaries are one. Um, I don't know. I can always just go on YouTube and kind of get lost looking at highlights of either, you know, the 2012 NBA finals, watching LeBron or, you know, the 2011, you know, Cardinals Rangers game six. Just you can watch anything on YouTube and old yeah, that was, and everything. That was going to be my suggestion. It's just kind of going and uh, look at different highlights. I saw last night there was a top 100 of the decade and that was I mean, looking back on all that kind of stuff is so sweet. Yeah. Sports sports have so many good, like, different moments and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah. yeah all right, so, cool. Yeah, I would say uh, documentaries, YouTube, and uh, what's a good third one? Maybe. Uh, do, you have, do you have a favorite podcast, like sports, sports-wise, I guess? Uh, it's called The Playmaker's View. It's by Jamie Burge. <laughs> good one. <laughs> No, that. my third one, I'll say, uh, I'll say, you know, video games. I'm not a big video game guy, but obviously I know that those can be pretty fun and you can get lots yeah. in that too. So, okay, cool. Well, I think that'll wrap it up. Uh, once again, this was Alex Herman, good friend of mine, go see UNC Chapel Hill. Um, I, I'm sure I'm going to have him on here in the future. So Alex, thank you again. Always fun talking with you and, uh, I'll make sure to hit you up again and we'll have you on a podcast. Sounds good, Jamie. Thanks for having me, man. All right. Thank you guys for joining me on another episode of A Playmaker's View. I'll be back with you guys next week for another episode.